you guys watch the Oscars this week? Well, I didn't either, but I did see all the hubbub about Jane Fonda saying she was no longer going to buy new clothes. Then I remembered hearing Elsie from A Beautiful Mess saying she had made the same pledge last year. Everyone talks about fast fashion, but lately I've been thinking a lot about fast crafting. Global warming, overconsumption, and laying in bed wondering if you are killing the earth one sprinkle of non-biodegradable glitter at a time. Everybody keeps talking about things like plastic islands full of bottles and bags, which then made me start to wonder if those of us in the craft community started looking at our craft halls in the same way, what would we see? Sure, I know some things are staples, but how many times have we joked about buying three bottles of glue in a plastic bottle because we couldn't find the ones we already had? I know I've done it. Don't worry, I'm not about to go all NPR on you and shame you for buying a cheap craft kit. But this year, I have been reflecting a bit on my own craft supply consumption, and that led me down the path to finding TerraCycle. TerraCycle is more well-known for taking hard-to-recycle items like used diapers and cigarette butts and then transforming them into park benches. But did you know you can also send them things like used glue stick holders, dried-out markers, balloons, and empty paint containers to be recycled? Exciting, right? Today, I am chatting with Tiffany Threadgould, the GVP of Design and Engineering at TerraCycle, Inc., and Loop Global. Loop is another exciting endeavor from TerraCycle, where currently you can get your Pantene shampoo, Clorox wipes, and countless other brands sent to you in a reusable container. When you are done, you send the container in, they fill it up, and send it back. Imagine if we could do that with craft paint bottles. It might be happening sooner than you think. Tiffany herself is a creative upcycling maven who has been with TerraCycle over a decade. In that time, she has created adorable content for HGTV, YouTube, and even authored her own book. It's a DIY special called Remake It. Guys, this is the Creative Queso podcast where we talk about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. I'm your host, Jennifer Perkins, and I am far from perfect when it comes to fast crafting, but I figured I'd ask an expert all my hot burning questions about attainable steps I could take to be a bit more eco-friendly with my crafting endeavors. I'll let Tiffany Threadgould tell you all about it. All right, Tiffany, I am so excited that you are here today on the Creative Queso Podcast. I'm excited too. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. All right. (laughs) You know, I want to talk about TerraCycle, which is kind of how we connected originally, but you yourself are a bit of a crafty, creative superstar. So I kind of want to go one at a time and then we'll jump into all this stuff about loop at the end. Does that sound good? Sure. That sounds great. Yep. We can totally talk trash and craft (laughs) and anything else you want. (laughs) I love it. This sounds perfect. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, first thing is I want you, because you'll explain it better than I will, to let people know what exactly TerraCycle is. Because if you're not like super involved in that scene, it might not be a company or a project that people are familiar with. Sure, absolutely. So TerraCycle's mission is to eliminate the idea of waste. And we do that through a couple different ways. Um, so TerraCycle figures out solutions for hard to recycle waste. So we figure out what to do with everything from 
cigarette butts to dirty diapers to chewing gum and potato chip bags. So things that you don't recycle through your municipal recycling, TerraCycle can recycle and figure out solutions for. So we have free recycling programs, a number of free recycling programs, and people can go to TerraCycle.com and sign up for those online. And then for anything we don't have a free recycling program for, um, we have paid recycling programs. So you can buy a zero waste box and recycle your random materials through that. I saw that. Yes. My life is full of random materials. I was, <laughs> I was, I, I was eyeballing several of those boxes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so, you know, just for the people listening, like also what you guys do, I I am almost 99.9% sure this is y'all that we connected via LinkedIn, but right about the time that we connected, I also saw something that TerraCycle was having a project where you could mail in Legos. And then just yesterday, my husband was saying he saw something about that you guys were making park benches out of cigarette butts. Is that both TerraCycle projects? Yep. Both of those things are TerraCycle. Um, yes. And we have a really wide reach. I think we're on 60, uh, our TerraCycle logo is on 60 billion packages internationally. Um, and that logo on the back of the package um, signifies that you can send in your materials through a TerraCycle program. Um, so it, it's funny, I get I get emails and messages from friends who are like traveling in Hungary and um, <laughs> in other places around the world. And they're like, TerraCycle's over here. And it's like, yeah, we're in a, we're in a lot of spots because there's so much garbage in this world. Seriously. Yeah. I was looking through the website and it's like, you guys have offices like in London and Mexico City or was it Monterey, but like just all over. I was like, man, I am late to this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're in uh, Japan and China. Um, yep. UK. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of offices around the world. Yeah, because like you said, there is a lot of trash. So I guess we need a lot of offices. <laughs> yeah. So what is your specific role for TerraCycle? And how long have you been there and all that kind of good stuff? Sure. So I've been at the company for over 12 years. Um, and uh, I'm in charge of the design team here. And we've really grown a lot through the years that I've been here. Um, I, I actually landed at TerraCycle um, because I was studying um, industrial design at Pratt and my graduate thesis was called Trash Nouveau, the whole concept of taking garbage and turning it into new products. Um, and uh, Tom Zaki, the CEO, and I connected and he offered me a job on the spot and I took it because it's like <laughs> this was the perfect place for me. I had unlimited garbage at my fingertips and I didn't have to focus on like all the parts I wasn't good at, like sales and marketing. Like I could focus on the design side. The fun side. Yeah, the fun side. That's what I think too. I think I have the <laughs> coolest job here or myself and my team. <laughs> so do you work, I mean, like when you say like you're helping to design these things, are you designing like say like the park benches the that benches? we just discussed? So the design team, so we have uh, an R&D team, um, like a science team and a design team on staff here. And so the science team handles more of the chemical composition of the materials. Um, so they take like the cigarette butts and they uh, figure out how to turn it into pellets and then turn it back into something that can be used for, you know, extruded plastic or injection molded things. Um, the design team handles more of the systems around waste and then um, more of the upcycled designed products. So we might have a little bit of say into like what a park bench looks like, but typically 
that's handled more with the um, operations team. And then we partner with companies that make the lumber and then they have a number of styles that already exist and they just apply that plastic to that style. Um, so the design team handles more of um, like, say we want um, some kind of gamified recycling bin for an outdoor festival. So we'll work with companies like PepsiCo on that project and we will um, figure out what a gamified recycling bin would look like. So like we'll um, create, come up with like a launcher system and like launch cans and bottles into like a target um, uh, and, you know, kind of come up with the creative side of things and then um, figure out how to incorporate the appropriate materials to make that. Okay. And then I noticed too that TerraCycle has you kind of have an online store called Dwell Smart where you can buy some upcycled projects. Is that kind of in your wheelhouse as well? Yep, that's that's the design team too. So like there's an there are a number of items on there like like tote bags made out of Colgate toothpaste tubes and um uh, a lot of sewn goods that are on there. Um so basically all of that comes out of the design team. Like we'll make prototypes and then we'll work with manufacturers to to make those items. Um, okay. Yeah. I saw that. So, I was like, it's very trash nouveau, as you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, I mean, the design team, uh, wears a lot of hats uh, made out of different like garbage materials around here. Like we're also responsible for, um, for the office renovations that we do like in all of our international offices. So all of the offices here, um, we have over 200 people, um, throughout our offices internationally. So we'll um, take found objects, so like old doors, um, and build the offices out of those materials. Um, so like desks are made out of old doors, like the carpet here is um, AstroTurf from a nearby soccer field. Um, we have a very open office floor plan, so the um, room dividers are made out of soda bottles hanging from the ceiling. Um, so it delineates the space, but uh, it still allows like that open air feel. Um, so, and nothing is garbage in our world. It's all, you know, stuff made out of other resources. Yeah. And it looks awesome. I saw some pictures online and then after going, you know, doing my deep dive online stalking that I like to do with all my guests, you know, and then seeing like your YouTube videos and you have projects on HGTV and you've written your own book. I definitely like saw like those are probably some of Tiffany's touches there in those offices and in those products, which I love. Yep. Yep. That all comes um, from myself and my team. So uh, yeah, I mean, we do a number of DIY videos for our brand partners. Um, there's one, uh, there, there are a bunch that we've done for like Entenmann's Little Bites. Um, so it's like how you can take your Entenmann's um, pouches and box and turn it into like organizers, which is great for craft supplies. Um, mm -hmm. Little tote bags. Um, at Christmas time, we did like a snowflake project. Um, so there are a number of different ways that you can apply design to, um, to these different collection programs that we're doing to engage and encourage people to recycle more and, and rethink their waste. Yeah, no, I think it, like you, you mentioned earlier that I have my new kids book coming out. So obviously I have littles and it's just like sending them to school, man, like the amount of like waste, you know, speaking of the little snack bags, all, you know, my kids love those 
applesauce is in the pouches and it kills me slowly. I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like if I get it in a jar, like they just won't eat it. It's like something magical about those pouches and those plastic lids. And I'm like, oh, I can't take the pressure. Like I feel so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, so a little pressure is taken off because we do have um, free recycling programs. Um, we have programs uh, with a number of companies that make pouches. Go Go Squeeze is one of them, and they they are the ones with applesauce. Um, and and we have a number of others um, that you can collect and send in your pouches, and they'll get recycled. Oh, I'm on it. Like there oh, is cool. a bazillion and one of those little green plastic like propeller things lying around my house right now. So I am on it. We will, we will figure out how to get those recycled. <laughs> Either that or, you know, I've seen, there's a place here in town called, um, in Austin called Figment Creative Labs. And she, you know, does all kinds of little kids crafting projects. And I know she uses those little toppers a lot in craft projects. Whenever my kids have gone to classes, they are camps, they often come home with one of those squeezy applesauce tops glued to some surface, like as part of an art project. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. And we have them, we have them throughout our offices too. Like we have picture frames that we've made out of found objects and, and those lids are definitely incorporated into that. And yeah, they're very iconic and, and definitely get reused. Yeah. They're cute. They're, they do, they do make a handicraft supply. So, you know, besides like the obvious answer, like what kind of what we're talking about, which is like upcycling and a lot of us do that. And that's, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind for me, since I use a lot of thrifted things or vintage things, you know, and kind of remake things. What, what are some other ways? Cause like this year in 2020, I've really kind of started to think about for myself and my own consumption of craft supplies besides using vintage things or, you know, recycling applesauce tops. Like what are some other ways that people within the craft community could maybe be more cognizant about, you know, the environment and waste and those kinds of things? Right. So, I mean, I think this really evolves into the conversation of where we're going with TerraCycle. Um, so, so Loop is a, the newest initiative that TerraCycle has put forth. And Loop is, um, is basically the next iteration of this whole concept of eliminating the idea of waste. So we have our free recycling programs that are out there through TerraCycle. But we believe that, you know, that's a good stopgap solution, but it's not the ultimate solution. Um, so we've taken a lot of inspiration from the past um, to, to implement this idea of loop. And a lot of people call it um, uh, reinventing the milkman. And I think that's a really good description of what loop is and what TerraCycle is doing with loop. So loop is a, loop is a small company um, and a very quickly growing company within TerraCycle, um, so basically, we have these solutions for this hard to recycle waste, and then um, say we partner with um, you know a company to recycle uh, potato chip bags. So basically, the next iteration of that is to um, is to think rethink that waste before it becomes waste. So Loop is essentially packaging consumer goods in reusable containers, um, rethinking everything that exists out there and uh, giving a longer term solution for it. So just like the Milkman was milk packaged in glass bottles, um, all everything from like Haagen-Dazs ice cream to Pantene shampoo is all now packaged in reusable containers that people can order online purchase, um, take home, uh, 
use and then send them back to us and we will industrially clean them, send them back to the partners to get refilled and it'll go into a new cycle or a loop, if you will, which is why we mm-hmm. call it that. And so I think um, we we don't currently have partners in the craft industry, um, but we have lots of plans to expand into that. And I think that that's really the longer term solution that we all need to think of. Um, I mean, you know, there are, there are the cute craft projects where you glue things onto another thing, um, but really rethinking the craft waste and, um, and how we can make it, um, you know, reusable in the long term and, and make things that are durable and a longer function there. Uh, Mm. And I think, I think everybody who's in the craft industry, like we've all made those one-off things that end up breaking. So, you know, just really thinking about durability and longevity, you know, solutions to make things hold together. I mean, handmade is so essential and so important. And like, you know, you learn tips and tricks along the way. Um, So making it, making it something that you want to hold on to for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Making it. Making it last. Yeah, I just, I think I was telling you via email, you know, and Jane Fonda just talked about it, I guess, at the Oscars this week with, you know, kind of addressing fast fashion. But I kept thinking about like kind of fast crafting and not, you know, not necessarily Mm -hmm. something like an embroidery project or a painting. I mean, more like, like the quickie kits you can get, especially for kids, you know, with like the peel off sticker things. And I'm not saying I'm never going to use those or buy those or that I don't have a house full of them as we speak, but you know, there's just, (laughs) but there's just so much of that. I was just like thinking about those like really quick crafts that the kids do in an afternoon. And then they're just like done and like, they don't really want it anymore. Mom doesn't want to hang it up. And it's like, you know, does the benefit of that, you know, an hour or 30 minutes of getting some good hand-eye coordination practice and justify the waste that's left, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there are ways to address that fast crafting that, that you, that you mentioned. Um, I think that's a really interesting way to put it. And I, and I love that as a term and getting people to, to think about how they're putting things together. Um, like I know when at, at TerraCycle, we're very cognizant of the materials that go into something and then how they need to break down when you recycle it. Um, so uh, our zero waste program, for example, like um, the boxes are tiered and they cost more depending on what types of materials we're collecting. So like if we're collecting coffee capsules, we have a good solution for recycling those. But if we're if people aren't sorting their waste and just sending in everything costs twice as much to do that because there's so much sorting that needs to happen on our end. Mm. Um, So, so to tie that into the fast crafting side, like if you can use materials that are kind of all similar, so maybe not attaching a pipe cleaner to a piece of paper to a piece of plastic, like maybe you keep, maybe everything's like all paper um, with like a water-based glue so it could be recycled at the end or um, you know not just sticking a whole mess of things together just like keeping similar materials kind of 
in in mm-hmm. that realm, if that makes sense. Because then it is easier. Like I think it's great. Like we need to encourage people to craft more um, and get their hands, you know, on things and and increase, like you said, the hand eye coordination and and having fun with materials. But um, just you know, just keeping it in mind as you're doing it, like like not putting a lot of different materials together, so that it, it when it is at the end of the life, it's easy to just put it in your recycling bin. Yeah. I mean, and you know, as we all know, that's all easier said than done. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I'm that person that's all about the mixed media. Like let's add 17 things to this one project, but I definitely, you know, know what you're saying. And, you know, and I do see some, not that, um, I'm not going to say the actual Japanese term for it correctly. So I'm not even going to try, but you know, the visible mending had a big resurgence last year, you know? So I do see things mm-hmm. like that, you know, making, making a big comeback, like, you know, it's a craft, but it's also kind of just keeping things in circulation longer, kind of a crafty loop, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say too, like, I mean, we don't want to squash anybody's creativity out there, certainly. So if you are having multiple, multiple materials in a project, like making sure that it's, that it is longer lasting, like using the proper glues rather than, um, I mean, we all love our glue guns, but like we, we have this one octopus project that's hanging from our ceiling that one of an, a Hungarian artist made for us. And it slowly comes apart over time. And it like, I love it, but like it drops on people's heads. <laughs> so making sure. So he, he did another project for us, this artist. And I was like, okay, you need to think about making it so that it lasts long term, so that it lasts long term. And, um, and so his next project, he made this beautiful, um, it's like the birth of Venus recreated out of beach plastic waste. And he attached all of the bigger pieces with screws. And it's so cool. It's, it's one of my favorite pieces made from recycled materials. And it does have the mixed materials in it, but it's intended to last, you know, kind of forever because beach mm-hmm. plastic will be around forever. So making things, I mean, you know, there's that fine line, but just like using your best judgment to evaluate the use and, and what you're doing with it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, another kind of another aspect that I was thinking of, and, you know, and I, to preface all this, obviously I'm not trying to make anybody like lay in bed nights and like feel guilty that they're crafty. I mean, cause no, you know, nope. that's how that, I know you're not either. And that's obviously how I make a living. You know, it's like, I, I cannot, I cannot quit using glitter. Like it's just probably, maybe I'll try to find a better glitter, but you know, those kinds of things. But, um, I get, you know, I see those memes on Facebook all the time. Like I have two hobbies and one is crafting and one is shopping for craft supplies. And so I think within the creative community, a lot of us are just, you know, like I was saying about the fast fashion, like that gets such a bad rap and people love to talk about it. But really the crafters, like we love a good craft haul. Like, I mean, I do too. I love rolling up into Michael's with my coupons and like loading up my cart with just stuff that's then, you know, packaged in more stuff, you know, and then sometimes that stuff doesn't ever even get used, you know? I mean, I think creatives a lot of times like fall into that spot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I think I, I love a good craft too. And I think that I, it, it's been interesting to see um, how things have evolved at TerraCycle over the years, because, you know, in the beginning, like, 
I mean, we were really new to this game and like doing our office renovation. We thought through like the next couple years, but we've recently like really had a had a huge growth spurt and had to re um reformat all of like the desks in the office and it's like oh we didn't need like doors that were this big for everybody's office space so um you know kind of thinking longer term and to the materials that we use um you know rather than maybe using like thin plastics like maybe now using more, you know, stainless steel material and glass and, and things like that. Like I've definitely seen that in my own craft projects. Like I used to, you know, make origami things out of potato chip bags, but now I like, now I kind of lean more towards, um, like using old clothes. I mean, old clothes are such a great, great craft material because they do have that memento quality. Like, Oh, I remember when I got that t-shirt, maybe now it has a hole in it, but you can reuse it in the next life. Um, uh, and, you know, sticking to more durable materials, like, like the glass and the stainless steel, like that just looks more valuable as well, in my mm-hmm. opinion. No, those are good tips. And, and for those of us, you know, let's go back to loop for a second. For those of us that do have, you know, piles of craft supplies, I'd love, you guys do now have or it's not, I'm sorry, it's not loop. It's you're just with TerraCycle, but you do have the, um, the bins that are specific for things like glue sticks and glue bottles. And then I know you have one that's specific for art supplies. So can, yep. you, like, yep. can uh, you speak to that? Like, where could people find those? Where could they get one for their like craft studio? Right. So you can go on to our zero waste website. So if you go to TerraCycle.com, it will link you up with all of our recycling programs. The way the free recycling programs work is um, they're sponsored by a brand partner. So um, for example, like with, um, with drink pouch recycling, Honest Kids sponsors that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the way it works is you get, um, uh, you know, about 8,000 uh, locations essentially. So Honest will like cover all of that. And we have a collection and processing cost involved with collecting those materials. Um, So people sign up for that. Um, So if we don't have any open locations on our website, then you can sign up for the wait list. And when somebody leaves the program, then you can join. Um, But we only have, you know, X amounts of spots. Um, So once we're capped there, then you can go over to our zero waste box side and you could buy a box um, if you want to recycle immediately. And then okay, see, we that's where you... I saw was the buy a box. Yep. So on the buy a box, I mean, we recycle anything that you can't recycle through municipal recycling. So we have boxes available for, um, I mean, like you said, for any type of craft supplies, um, specifically for glue, um, writing instruments are, are another popular one um, with crafters uh-huh. and creatives. Um, I saw that it's like pins yeah. and markers. Yep. Yep. So basically anything you want to recycle, you can recycle through our zero waste side. Um, we do have some free programs so you can check and see if there are any free programs first. Cause everybody, you know, likes things that are, are free. Saying, more than who doesn't for like them. free? I like free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can so, like, let's, if you run an independent, you know, art studio, let's say, where you have classes or kids camps or whatever, they could technically pop over to TerraCycle and buy their own box 
So you have like small. Yeah. So you have small at a hundred, there was medium at 140 and then large was 218. And then you could get like a pallet, which is, you know, I don't know, like a Michael store size, <laughs> but, and then once it's full and the other thing I like too, and this is the same with loop is you're not really responsible for like cleaning all that out. Like with, I'm sure you don't want us to send like a full bottle of glue, but like we don't, we're not expected to sit and like toothbrush out the excess glue stick before we put it in the recycling bin. Correct. So we have that all evaluated on the science team, like when we're looking at a waste stream. So we know that you're going to return it with a certain amount of residue in it. And we have that all uh, tied into our recycling program and, and we handle it on our end. So with the zero waste boxes that you mentioned, we send you a, a box made with recycled content, and then you collect all your materials inside there. It already has a prepaid shipping label on it. So you just um, tape up the top hole that you put all your stuff in and send it back to us. So it's um, seamless and, it, and it's really simple and easy for, for people to use. If you do sign up for our free recycling program, then you just take any box that you have at home, put your materials inside and download a free prepaid shipping label from our website. So, so that is really, really easy for, for computer, for consumers to send stuff to us. Yeah. I love that. I think that's the option I saw, um, a month or so ago when I saw you guys had a program and I want to say it was with the boys and girls club with Lego. Cause I was just like, man, my kids are playing with Legos and we've just got bins and bins and bins of it. Like what could I do with all the Lego? Yep. Yep. So we have a couple different toy recycling programs and, and that's one of them. And you can, you can send them into us and, and we'll recycle them on our end. I love it. It's awesome. And so, like you said, with the zero waste boxes, there was one for pens and markers. There's one for glue. There's one for art supplies. And then I even saw like a party supplies. Uh-huh. Like, yep. It seems like there's a lot of, cause I mean, within my industry, I think all of those are very, you know, specific. I can't tell you how many times you have to throw a fake party, you know, for a company. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous. Like my friends, I'll like email my friends and be like, can you come over for a fake party? Like I need warm bodies to pose for these pictures. And it sounds ridiculous, but within the creative industry, you know, and like styling for photo shoots and stuff like that happens like all right we're done pop the balloons like party's over and it's like it would make me feel a lot less guilty knowing there was options like that right right absolutely and actually yeah like I'm in a meeting room in our office right now um and we're always at a meeting room deficiency so our photographer is in right now setting up a styling for a loop and she has like fruits and nuts like sitting out on the table right now um, and then, you know, after she's done with that, she'll put it out on the share counter and people can, can, you know, Eat snack it. from it. Yeah. No, I, I know I had to do a fake game of Thrones party not long ago, like for this Christmas tree company I work for. And I had to have this big like cheese tray and it was like two days later, my kids are like, what's for dinner? And I was like, oh, we're having fancy cheeses and finger foods again. Like eat it up kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I feel the part, the party planners pain on that one. I too have to do it that way. Yep. Yep. Oh, we all like to benefit from, from the snacks that are provided from the photo shoots. <laughs> right. Who doesn't like that? That's one of the good parts. You know, it's, it's the excess like trash part that I feel sad about, not the food part. I'm always happy to have leftover of that. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that like currently you guys aren't partnered with anybody with loop within the arts and crafts community. Do you think that, or like industry, do you, is that like, 
top of mind or in the works or do you have any companies that you're Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are, we have a whole business development team that's figuring out strategically what makes the most sense to go into, um, the loop platform. And a number of those conversations are are happening. Um, but if anybody out there is listening and would like to sign up for loop, um, or would like their company to, you know, be a part of loop, then you can definitely contact us and, and we can further that conversation. Yeah, that's exactly what um, I was for, thinking because I know so many people in that industry. Like, I'd love to, like, you know what I mean? Introduce you to executives at, like, paint companies or glue companies or, you know, all those places because I think people would pay it a little more if they knew, you know, it was, like, helping. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, you can send them my way and I can connect you with, <laughs> with the right people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need you to think for. of it. Yeah. I mean, you need to think of, um, I mean, loop is basically, you know, reusable containers that, that can be cleaned and, and put through like a, a cycle. I mean, really similar to what I mentioned with the milkman, like, like products get filled, um, products go to consumers, get used. And then that container comes back to us. We clean it and it goes, it keeps going through that cycle. Um, so, I mean, we'd have to come up so a, a lot of the things on the packaging development side um, that we work through with our brand partners are figuring out, um, you know, what makes sense in a container and how does a loop container look versus the disposable container. So some of the things that we're dealing with, like, um, and I could see this being applied to glue, like a lot of our squeezables. So on the food side, like like mayonnaise and sauces. Um, things that you used to go in a squeezable container, squeezable isn't that durable or long lasting. So we're looking at ways that we can put it into a container and maybe it has a pump now, um, or maybe it's, um, maybe it has like a, a part of it that's silicone that could be, could be cleaned and reused. Um, so you do have a little bit of an area that's squeezable. It's, it's a really cool and interesting challenge, um, on the packaging side, but yeah, like with glue, I could see like we would have to, you know, experiment and see if consumers would want to use a pump for their glue rather than like a, a squeeze bottle, um, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it definitely does sound kind of like a puzzle figuring out like best practices and like what consumers want and how it's of, used. Yeah. But yeah, but all of those things. I was it, thinking about like me and paint. Like I was just like, I do like to squeeze a little bit of paint out of those 98 cent bottles. Like the rest of us, you know, like <laughs> would, I, would I like it as much if I had to like unscrew a lid and actually like dip a paintbrush in, but pour it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's it's interesting. But I think it gives us opportunity. I mean, that's the exciting thing on the loop side is it gives you an opportunity to put more money into the package because um because it is used, you know, uh, hundreds of times. Um mm-hmm. so so like, you know, the package in the end still only costs like 10 cents a piece, but it you can invest more in that package because it it does cycle through so many more times than once. And they're pretty packages. I mean, that's another thing we crafters do love to take pictures of our studios and our craft spaces looking all pristine. And they are pretty, the packages I've seen that you guys have put together are very nice, very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Since I've, I mean, we started Loop about um, two and a half years ago is when it first became an idea. And last year is when we made the announcement. And then the middle of last year is when we launched in the U.S. and France. And, um, you know, being like 
being in charge of the design of, of the package for loop, like I got a lot of containers and, um, you know, transferred my whole, I mean, we started out with, with kitchen products and I transferred all of my kitchen products into durable, reusable containers. And I loved it so much more. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy now going into my kitchen and, you know, taking my granola or my rice out of the cupboard and, you know, pouring it out rather than having it in, you know, flimsy plastic. It's just a nicer Mm -hmm. experience. Oh, and it's not exploding all over your pantry. I mean, I feel like I spend half my life picking up like spilled frozen blueberries from the bottom of the freezer and like, (laughs) you know, grains of rice that have slipped out of the plastic bag in the cupboard. Yeah. Or they like hide in the little crevices in the bag and then you don't get it all out. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's just a nicer experience to, to eat things out of like glass and, and have it come out of stainless steel than it is out of plastic. It's true. Well, I will, I will keep my fingers crossed that soon it will also be an option for crafty supplies. So Uh wrapping up here, a couple of things like one, do you, it sounds like loop is almost like in this short amount of time is, I don't want to say more successful than TerraCycle because you're, you know, it's one in the same, but it seems like it's all of a sudden like, really taking off for you guys. Is that a correct assumption? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're in the process of planning our UK launch event. Um, and that's when the official, uh, launch will happen in the United Kingdom. So, uh, the end of March, people can start ordering from loop in the UK. Um, and we have plans for Japan and Germany and Canada, um, uh, later this year and early next year. Exciting. Oh, and for those um, on the um, uh, West Coast of the U.S., so right now, Loop in the U.S. is only available um, on the East Coast. Um, So pretty much from like Boston to D.C., people can order um, Loop uh, and um, get their their products shipped to them because it's all within a one-day shipping radius um, and, and... we're warehouse our warehouse is is uh near our offices in new jersey um so but we have plans to expand um to greater regions in the u.s by the end of the year Ooh. any chance you're coming to texas uh, <laughs> i don't know I don't stay know that, tuned we might <laughs> besides austin i don't know that the rest of texas is is ready for that whole concept but maybe <laughs> you never know <laughs> you never know yeah you would be surprised um by, by who dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, and hopefully, uh, I mean, our plans are to be, you know, really widespread. So there will be, we will be set up regionally so that um, we can ship to places, you know, within a one day shipping radius. So I don't think that's too far off. No, I love it. Somehow we got to get you guys in cahoots with like Amazon so like they can, they can just get it like everywhere, all the places. Yeah. I mean, we do have partnerships um, with Kroger and Walgreens. Um and uh and we plan to be in store um in the in the near future with them so people rather than just having the online shipping service you'll be able to go into the store like buy the products you want take them home and then you can send them back to us in a number of ways either through the online platform or or bring them back and deposit them and get your deposits that way i love it i will keep an eye peeled 
All right, I am going to end with a, a wee bit of a lightning round. And the first one is probably really not all that lightning, but it is a hot burning <laughs> question I have. Is glitter really as bad as they say it is for the environment? Is all glitter the same? Is all glitter bad? Well, you, know, gl- you see that go around Facebook and I'm just like, no, not glitter and tinsel. <laughs> well, glitter is made from plastic and, and plastic doesn't break down in the same way that biodegradable materials break down. So it's definitely not great for the environment. Um, I have seen like um, at, a, at a few select stores, I know that there's uh, the zero packaging store in New York City. They have a small little tube of glitter there that is biodegradable. But I saw that it was $10 for a tiny little bottle. So so that's the trade-off there. I didn't buy it. Um, but I think that... <laughs> That's like the I most precious that, glitter ever. Like, no kids, you cannot touch mommy's glitter. Like, I know. It's like, I'm using it for face paint. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that, um, you know, there are other, there are lots of things that are shiny out there that could be used in, re, you know, in place of glitter. Um, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head right now, and I can't think I of mean, one. I mean, I did just do a craft project with foil. You know, and foil is shiny. You could make, you know, it's not quite the same thing, but you could, you know, you could work some shiny magic with foil. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea Um, because because metal does break down in a in a better way and doesn't leach into our soil the same way plastics do. Well, good to know. Well, maybe I'll add that to my list of uh, DIYs to try, like make my own version of uh, eco friendly glitter. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. I'm on it. So here's a question just for you. So besides, you know, like we said to start, besides working at TerraCycle, you do your own crafty fun stuff. So when you're not working, what are some of your favorite craft supplies? Ah, that's a great question. Um, lately, one of the things I've really been into um, since since we've been working on the whole loop side of things I love um, just keeping my glass jars that like pasta sauce or, you know, like little pesto or, or, um, or vegetables come in like olives. And um, I take the labels off and then I use glass etching cream and we'll etch, you know, people's names or, you know, put like, you know, Melissa's sweets, which is my sister-in-law, like on the outside and then put like, uh, you know, like birthday party in a, in a glass jar and then send it off to her. And it's a pretty cheap and easy gift. So that's what I've been into lately. Um, like glass like etching it. cream. Yeah. And, uh, and it's fun and you can put anything inside and then it's fun and colorful from the outside. Um, I like it. So that's craft supplies. And then I've been doing a lot of like home renovations lately too. I mean, home renovations can be a never ending thing. Um, but oh, yeah. I recently, uh, tore the carpet off my stairs. So I use a lot of, um, a lot of just like, well, as far as craft supplies go, a lot of paint to like paint over like the, the stairs and, and did like an ombre on every stair, like going up. So my first floor is, uh, is yellow. And then the second floor, my craft floor is green. So painting the stairs from like a fade from like yellow to green as you go up. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, paint can be fun and it, and it's simple just to like mix a little bit and and have it, you know, tell a story on it on your way up. Yeah, and you know, home decor that totally counts as a craft. I mean, if it didn't, I'd be in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last question, which isn't very applicable to our entire conversation, but I have to ask cuz I ask everybody is yep. 
if I came to see you in New Jersey, where would we go have queso? Are you in New Jersey? I say that like you're in New Jersey. I know yeah. TerraCycle is. So TerraCycle is in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. I am. I live in Philadelphia. So oh, I would okay. take you around the corner in Philly um, to La Calaca Feliz. Oh. They have a great queso and they have a really killer um, blood orange margarita too. Zay yum yum. What? <laughs> I know. You, you know what? You may... You may get that opportunity. I may take you up on that sooner rather than later. I'm thinking about taking the kids up to the the East Coast this summer. So yeah, I absolutely. For that recommendation again. <laughs> yeah, and if you're in the New Jersey area, I definitely encourage you to stop by our office and and check out our upcycled trashy decor. I would love to. Yeah, the pictures online look amazing, and my ten year old daughter. You know, that's a hot ticket item for kids right now. Like I often say, if I if Every time, if you took a drink, every time the my child said zero waste, that I would be like fall down drunk before 9 a.m. every day because zero waste and lush bath bombs are about all she talks about. Days, so. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? We have bath bombs on our loop platform. <laughs> oh, you do? Well, yeah, I'll they're tell in, her. Yeah, they're in, um, they're packaged in a reusable um, stainless steel tiffin container. You know, it's funny as Lush sells those too. Like she was just telling me like her birthday's coming up. She's like, I need to get one of those tins from Lush to keep my bath bombs in. So I'm not using a plastic container. I was just like, okay, (laughs) you do you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much. I've just been so curious about TerraCycle and Loop and all of those things. And I just thought rather than trying to figure it all out on my own, that it would just be easier to have you explain it to all of us because we all want to, you know, all us creatives want to do the right thing and help where we can. And sounds like there's some cool ways. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to, to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, fun. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye-bye. Crafty, biodegradable, glitter-covered baby steps, y'all. I love all the ideas that Tiffany gave us to think about and consider with our creative endeavors. Please head over to the TerraCycle website to learn more about all the craft supplies that you can recycle and keep an eye on loop because who knows, maybe one day we can send our empty jars of decoupage medium fabric dye and acrylic paint in for a refill. Are you feeling inspired and want to hear more Creative Queso? Well, good, because I got more. Did you know that Nicole Snow of Darn Good Yarn, my guest on episode number six, among other things, sells yarn made from recycled saris? Vicki Howe, my guest on episode number eight, authored a book called Awareness, Knit and Crochet Projects for the Eco-Conscious Stitcher. Plus, I have an entire episode called Five Ways Thrift Store Shopping Could Help Your Creative Career. See, you're all set. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share all the things. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook via at Jennifer Perkins or Creative Queso. I'd love to hear your feedback about guests or topics that you think I should explore. Thank you to my producer, Mariah Gossett, and my music man, Chris Beck. I'm off to gather up all those applesauce pouches to send off to be recycled, and I'll see you guys in two weeks.